What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, live from the quarantine zone, this is the Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with the whole crew, Eve A. Sizzle. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on our website, divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. How you spell that? <laughs> D-I-V-E-M-E-D-I-A dot C-O. Got don't, it. Don't forget the H-T-T-P-S, all that. And if you are listening to this on YouTube or watching on YouTube, I should say, please hit that like and subscribe button down below. We're trying to get our likes up. Up in this piece, you can search Divinimous Media on YouTube and you can get at us. Um, and if you want to hit us up on the socials, it is at This Is Dive Media on all the socials. This Is Dive Media. And I can be reached at Divinimous, D I V E N O M O U S. <laughs> and my handle is at e to the v to the on twitter yeah 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 so we yeah in the, <clears throat> we in that quarantine zone you know newsome cuomo they are getting it all the way in um if yeah. you have not been under a rock actually people have been under rocks because did you hear about the guy he's an actor he said he was at some meditation retreat Came yeah, out yeah, like yeah. on Thursday. He was like, "What's going on?" People were like, "Yo, Corona been kicking everybody." He's like, "I ain't even know. I've been up in the mountains on a meditation retreat." Yeah, yeah, Charlito. He's like, "We ain't had no phones, no nothing." I'm like, "Bruh, bruh." <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, <laughs> bruh. He, Man, he, he posts his uh, he 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 posts a photo from his uh, from his little crib. His family got a fridge full of vegan cookies. <laughs> <laughs> like he the first one that's gonna get ate up. <laughs> the shelf, yeah, because it has a shelf life of like three days. He the first one, bro. This dude, like, oh, yo, man. don't you know about Jamestown? <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm, it's it's funny. Oh, I'm man. like everybody who been on this. Uh, I only eat 100 percent organic. I'm like, yo, you ain't been hungry enough, bro. Yeah, right. You ain't been hungry enough. Hilarious. Actually, sometimes the shelf life is like one day. It really depends. Like sometimes Hilarious. those bananas. I, Bananas are interesting. I will get the banana and it will still be green. I'll get it like that on purpose. And it takes forever to get to, but then it turns brown. It's like, what? what it goes what from green to brown immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when, when it turns brown, it's actually still good. That's actually very good. What happens is uh, the um, banana skin, actually, it, it releases a, uh, uh, <clears throat> it releases some kind of chemical, uh, airborne chemical. And then that, that when it's in that's why it's like a browns if you put it in a brown bag that chemical for, forces the uh like the the it, it, it ripens the process it forces the process to ripen much faster but it ends up turning brown a lot of times but just because there's brown spots doesn't mean it's bad that it just it's just a form of uh um ripening oh yeah well, one thing i'm gonna start doing is i'm gonna start chopping it up and freezing it when it gets to that particular point yeah the, you can do that um, you know for the amount that i want to use in my uh blender Facts, facts. I actually um, create a, I actually create a kind of um, parfait, um, which is a kind of yogurt, but it's not yogurt. It is banana. It is coconut milk. It is pumpkin um, uh, puree, all blended together uh, with a little bit of like cinnamon, nutmeg, cardamom, mm. a dash of salt. 
and a that. little teaspoon of Madagascar vanilla extract. So do you think that has How first world get me you? off yes. of my uh, dairy addiction? <laughs> do you think that can remove me from my dairy addiction? Oh, well, you know, hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, dairy addiction. So we talking like straight vitamin D, whole milk? Are we just talking there about There is no cheese? such milk. If There's no such milk other than whole milk. Like, it, there's no... Oh. What, Evil. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but you know, it, it's, it's very good. You take that, you, you blend that joker up, and then, uh, you, you pour it in a little bowl. Maybe sprinkle a little bit of granola on there. Shoot, well, slap your mama. You that recipe. Yeah, I'll definitely ask you for that recipe because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get off of that. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, this past week I've been looking at some of the footage of Wuhan and all those wild animals and oh, you mean so slush of slush of of the animal kingdom and it so made me just so you, really resent uh the fact that i'm addicted to the teat of a daggone cow yeah so i'm gonna now, need you to go ahead and go ahead i'm gonna need you to go ahead and get rid of that joint let's get I you see. some coconut let's get you some coconut or something something oh lord jesus lord okay, jesus. okay. So, so i see so you said earlier this week Earlier this week, you took a peek out of your blinds and looked out the window. <laughs> and then no, you saw all that chaos. I was looking at the footage from Wuhan. Ain't that where you at? Part, and part of the reason that, uh, you know, that everything is, that, that basically everything started there is because of the, you know, the mixture of species that, in that market that have That's no correct. intention of being in the same spot at once with human beings and Oh, it was just gross. That's correct. And the doggone the that 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 doggone bio lab research facility uh 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 um unloading their little experimental dogs to that doggone wet market and people eating that food. I didn't think they it was possible. Together. I didn't think it was possible, but those folks, even when you when they deal with, with fowl, right, they even do it worse than, than us. Because I've seen American chicken coops, but these folks have coops on top of coops on top. So the so the chickens that are at the bottom are getting all the pus and, and, yeah, yeah. and bodily fluids from yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Don't yeah. you but want anyway, some of that yeah. General Souls, man? Get that General yeah. Souls up they in feed, you. <laughs> they feed their fish doo-doo, by the way. <laughs> Yo, so anyway, yeah, I'm like, I've always, there's always been something in me that's wanted to be straight vegan since I was a kid, but I've never been successful. And so, yeah, I'm going to get some recipes from you. Yeah, I don't think it's all about right, well. being straight vegan. I, I know me and my sister go into this all the time, but when you look at uh, a lot of Eastern cultures, I mean, they still eat meat. It's just not to the degree that we eat it. And there's a doctor, his name is Milton, I think it's Milton Mills. Um, he talks about the dairy intake of American society, how it was structured around the Caucasian European um, who actually has the need for that amount of dairy, but any other ethnic group globally really does not have the need for for that much yeah i saw that they said they yeah. said europeans and then they said east africans they said there were only yes two groups. yes there was a very but, small group of east africans yes yeah but i wish that i was lactose intolerant because i know i should not be you know my brother and i are two of the only black people left that i know who are not lactose intolerant um but it's not good for us and you know when you've been on it for so long you know it's going to take a lot for me to actually transition well you know what eva let let's let let's <laughs> help you make it out these next two weeks while you're in ground zero okay <laughs> so and while you're in ground zero you may have to make some concessions so yeah let's go ahead and, uh, and uh put milk at the top of that list let's go ahead yeah whether whether it's cow's milk 
whether it's cat's milk, whether it's dog's milk, whatever kind of milk. Hey, I even heard that men can produce milk, if you can believe that. So, you know, Bruh? you might just oh, have okay. to make some sacrifices okay. while you're in ground zero right now. Well, those sacrifices will have to come as soon as I finish the milk that's in my refrigerator right now. Okay. okay. So as you all can see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of crap that crosses your mind. When you are sitting in your crib for way too many days, you start thinking about your milk consumption. Anyway, you know what is hilarious now? I'm not gonna say hilarious. It's mildly funny. It's a little bit of hilarity. Come on, come All, on. You know, <clears throat> this is this is a, a shout out to to my living living your best life crowd. We're gonna continue this conversation about living your best life. Yeah, I'm sure they're all here. Here we go. Yeah, I know y'all y'all dying to hear us shoot down all your desires. <laughs> shoot all these down living their best lives people uh, have inner monologues and care about themselves and are listening to the across the intersection. Exactly. All right, so shout out to my good, shout, shout out to my narcissists out there. Whoop whoop. Anyway, oh lord. So we we want to just con- continue this living your best life conversation. We we kind of got into it a little bit last week. You know, Eva tried to bring some smoke, but I'm ready for it this time. I'm not taking it lying down this time. Anyway. Mm. And so, you know, one of the things that I, I thought was rather interesting, um, that now that the, the rubber is meeting the road, you know, a lot of the Come press on. conferences that um, government officials are having, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm hearing a lot is, uh, we we want to hope that everybody's being a, a good citizen and being a good American and it's not hoarding too much and only get what you need and do this and do that and espousing to all of these virtues, right? They're espousing to these virtues and I think to myself, why would I, right? If If I am a carnal human being, which the Bible mm. says that we all are minus the spirit, why would I not hoard up everything? Why would mm-hmm. I not come and just soak up every single thing? I mean, you got billionaires pulling out cash left and right and got it on the sidelines. What do you think they're doing? They're hoarding, right? They are literally hoarding everything up. So I I I just I continue to find it wildly amusing when people like to espouse <clears throat> to to virtues that they have normally disregarded in their everyday lives. They disregard these virtues, but yeah. in, but in in times of turmoil, in times of chaos, they think that somehow people are going to flip a switch and, so, and espouse to these virtues. They so I would say this: when you listen to uh, I, I listen to the presidential uh, briefings, I try to listen to them every morning because every day it's a new announcement and. Um, China. Every day, and they're rolling out stuff. They already know what they want to do. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I just try to stay abreast, so I kind of am aware of what's happening. But anyway, part of what they do, uh, what that is, is you're trying to speak to the higher self of a person because they understand how how fragile everything is right now. So really, it's a form of uh, it's a it's it is a um, methodology called assuming the sale and. That is something that is done in sales, um, not just sales, but in oratory in general, when you're trying to encourage people or sway people to uh, follow a particular direction, you make a statement that causes an that causes a uh, subliminal expectation that then could tacitly encourage someone to do the right thing. It's a form of leadership. So 
that is all that they're doing. So when you hear the president or you hear Pence or whatever say, you know, um, wow, this is such, this is all this is happening. Uh, uh, everybody's just doing, they're going above and beyond and people are calm and whatnot. A lot of that stuff is assuming the sale. So, so um, some of the stuff might be true, but you kind of want to trumpet up the good aspects and then you don't want to spend too much time focusing on the more negative behaviors. But anyway. Here we are now. We're we're at the rubber meeting in the row. We're we're a week yep. into quarantines. Yeah, a week into schools being closed, non-essential employees being sent home, and this is not yeah. about Rona, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kind of painting a picture here. Where yeah, let me just make a distinction though that that actually um, we're not being called in my in my city. We're not being called being called to shelter in place um, until tonight at eight o'clock. So by the time everyone hears this particular episode, it might have been a week uh, in which a lot of the major cities around the country are sheltered in place or locked down. Uh, and this basically means essential services and essential businesses are the only ones that should be open. It's not even down to 50% um, capacity. It's you are shut down unless you are a grocery store, a hospital, etc., etc. It is soft martial law. Continue. No, no, no. That's that, that's a, a really good uh, descriptor. Because for those of you who don't know, Cali, New York, Pennsylvania, I believe Washington State, Illinois, uh, and Illinois are on lockdown already. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of that's going into effect, you know, now. But I bring all those up to say, you know, to to A's point about you know the the way in which people choose to lead um, in in times of, of crisis. The, the Bible tells us to live a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. You can uh, interpret that the, the way you want to. The Bible tells us to live certain, a certain way. And you know what the amazing part about that is, is that me living that way doesn't really have to change much, even in times of crisis. Come on. For, for you know, this is so this is for, you know, while we're continuing this conversation about living my best life, because living my best life at its core is really a narcissistic term. Now, we now we can try to make it pretty and make it look pretty, but it's a really a, a basic term because the way that the the Bible instructs me to live is to put others before myself. So that would inherently restrict me from living my quote unquote best life because I'm right. now putting others uh, ahead of myself. And so that's right. why we, we are picking you, 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 You'll want to rack up more points than assists, so to speak. Good, good, uh, good analogy. So this is why like we're, we're, we're kind of picking it, picking it apart. We, we want to be more Jason Kidd and less, uh, less James Harden. Is, is, is that right. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. I am saying it's like James Harden. Yeah. You want to be more, that's good. More Jason Kidd, less James Harden. I was gonna say LeBron, but you know whatever. You get the idea. So when I when 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 I focus on see here here, here come the smoke. I, I already see them nostrils flaring up. There there's the smoke. I was Uh-oh. waiting for the smoke. No, it, it come. <laughs> okay, let me just make this distinction. Yeah, oh, buddy. Oh, I do here want it is. you all to know that that it is actually really edifying to remind people who are interested in living this journey to the full that part of that journey is service to others. I think that's really edifying and really important. I'm not trying to minimize that. I just want to say that the way that these things are being expressed by my wonderful co-hosts um, <laughs> seem to assume the motives of people who want to live their best life. 
And I think it's always dangerous to assume motives. So for people who are idealistic like myself, and we say we want to live our best life or we want to, to live this journey to the full, it's not at the expense of, you know, a, a suicidal person or a, or a homeless person or, you know, whoever it is that are, happen to be in, in our, you know, purview with needs. And it's also not at the expense of using the gifts God has given us for the larger good. It just means we want to be deliberate about living a freer life where we can connect with who God designed us to be rather than going in a big circle every single day, repeating the same actions, doing the same thing, sitting in the same cubicle, flying the same plane, whatever your profession happens to be, all the way until retirement and then death. That's it. And well, I think that a lot of people in capitalist societies have condescended and limited their whole lives to the one way in which they make money. And they consider that to be faithful to a calling to, to live responsibly. And that's just not it. It's like, there's a big world out there. God made it. And why not examine who you are as a person, what God did when he designed you and to realize that in your lifestyle. So it's not just, oh, I don't care about other people. It's I don't want to limit myself to a existence that God clearly wanted me to, to excel uh, beyond because of what characteristics he gave me. Man, I, it, <laughs> had I followed that advice that you just said, uh, Eva, I would have slept with a married woman while I was in Europe. What is it that I said that made you connect what I said? To <laughs> I was getting ready to say, like yeah, hold on, brother, hold on. Because had I followed the philosophy of, quote unquote, living my best life again, and I'm going to say, I, you know, I'll say this, it'll be unpopular, but whatever. It probably will. When, pe when people say that, and I, and I, and I, I agree. You're assuming motives, but go ahead. <laughs> it's, never, it's okay to assume motives because assuming motives is what can prepare us to, to be safe when things pop off. So it's it, 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 it's not a problem, not a problem. When people say this stuff, because I've seen it, I've seen it. When so many people say, "I want to live my best life," "I want to live my best life," "I want to live my live my best life," usually what that translates into is a tattoo, is a passport, is if they can muster it, a six figure salary, uh, and a married and woman. Huh? And a married woman? <laughs> and a married no, woman? Apparently? No, normally when people say this stuff, they're not married. That's the oh, first okay. thing. They, 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 they are not married. That, 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 they, that ends up being, or they divorce. Uh, but they, it ends up being uh, a, a, a presentation of like the, 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 the living, living my best life, um, you know, like, oh, I'm carefree. Uh, this is, this is just, I'm just, uh, I mean, they end up starting some kind of like non-consequential business. I mean, it, you know, they, 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 they don't really truly think big enough. They just really want to be creative and they want to play around really. That's really what it is. People like to play around. Um, they run from responsibility. Uh, they, or if they have responsibility, because a lot of times people, they, they, they have this mindset 
but they have the most bland and boring lives. And so because they have these, these very bland and boring lives, they try to present themselves in ways in which that are actually opposite of, of what it is, they, how they truly move and how they truly operate. Because a lot of people out here who do uh, travel this quote unquote big world will tell you who the people are actually doing it and not just traveling every six months to a year taking photos, doing, taking selfies, and then sprinkling their selfies through their Instagram for 12 months to make it seem like they're traveling all the time. For the people that actually travel all the time, they'll tell you it's not all that's cracked up to be. And they, a lot of times, long for stability. I mean, even even your boy um, uh, Omari West, also known as Kanye, said uh, on, on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy how uh, all his friends is having kids and he don't have no kids and he don't have nobody to spend time with and grow with and yada, 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 yada. So um, all this whole living your best life stuff, you know, I mean, I think that is, again, I agree with the, the concept and principle. But when you start getting to the word freedom, freedom means liberty. And that's representative of the goddess Libertas to do whatever it is that you want to do. And a lot of these people out here, they don't have any, they're, they, they're not grounded enough or have enough of a, de a definite of purpose of who they are and whose they are to, to separate right from wrong. So they mix everything together. So that's how you can have people that say, oh, well, I want to do good. I want to do good. I want to do good. And I want to run for office. And next thing you know, they getting caught up in a motel, you know, <laughs> with, with, a married with Crystal Meth. Oh. Yeah, with crystal meth, uh, but naked, vomiting on a towel, v vomiting on a towel, <laughs> talking about they want to live their best life. So let, let's let's pivot off of that because Eva, I you know I, I hear what you're saying, and because I know you, I know your character. I've seen huh. you live this, you know, live as a woman of integrity over probably the last two decades or so. So when I hear you You've read say her that, text, you've been through her emails, you've geez. listened to her voicemails, <laughs> you've determined. Right. But so I so I think it it's just when we sometimes when, when we take these monikers from you know popular culture, I think it's just for me personally, I'll say I, I I think it's critical sometimes that we sort of make a line of demarcation. So when I hear you say that, I know that what you mean is something totally different than what someone else may mean who doesn't live by the standards that you've chosen to live by. So that's well, why you know but, I think it's so important that we make these distinctions because yes. a lot of times we'll say something and we hear other people like this. A good example of this was, you know, a year or so ago when everybody was talking justice real heavy, justice, justice, justice. <laughs> and we had to make the distinction. Hey, listen, when the people of, you know, of the God of the Bible talk about justice, we're actually saying something a little different than what you guys are saying. It might sound similar, but it's a little different. You see what I'm saying? So when I hear you say, I just want to experience the fullness of God's creation, I know that that doesn't mean lawlessness. I know that that doesn't mean recklessness. You know, you are genuinely looking to, in the midst of what God is doing in your life, still trying to experience the fullness of his creation. Got it. But I can almost assuredly guarantee you that the when 
the people of this godless culture use that same exact moniker and it sounds the same. They're talking some, about wilding out. They're talking about wild exactly. And so that's why it's very important sometimes that people YOLO. Exactly. YOLO, right? But for, for those of us who who claim faith in Christ, sometimes it's really, really just critical that we make that distinction. Like, yo, I'm not saying what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Not you specifically, you generally. You know, that that we tell them, yo, these things may sound similar, but I'm not saying what you're saying because I'm still gonna live. I mean, to A's point, I'm I may go to Europe. But I'm not about, you know, getting that merry tale because I'm still going to uphold righteousness, though I'm in a place where I may be around no one who knows me. Right. You could do dirt when nobody knows you and no one might ever found out. But I'm still going to uphold a righteous standard of behavior. I'm not going to kill my witness in front of these strangers, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's really the the heart of what I'm getting at. Is just making sure that we, as you know, people, uh, p- people in Christ, we are make constantly making distinctions that yo, what we talking may sound similar, but I'm not rocking with what y'all are rocking with. Okay, so one thing that a lot of people are learning more and more about is the term hedges, um, basically having parameters. We we don't want to be people who are programmed, and then we live our whole lives according to the programming or according to the paradigm that someone else gave. We want to, you know, be free within a context. Um, And we definitely don't want to be those people who have chosen to be on the corner of freedom, whereas God has given you a whole table and you're living your whole life on that corner. So my question to both of you is, how can someone who wants to experience the most of this life um, within their relationship with God and not be on that tip of the corner of that table. Like how, what, what is it that they can do to make sure that they are experiencing what God has called them to, but not wiling out as was mentioned earlier? Um, I would say before they start, they need to clearly define what is the most of this life. Um, you know, because to, to A's earlier point, getting a tattoo, a passport, and a six and a six figure income. I'm just saying, you know, some people might think that is the most of this life. I know we don't think that. So I would say that before you even start that journey, you need to define the parameters of the journey. You need to define exactly where it is that you're going, as opposed to just starting the thing. And I'm just gonna get get out here and see what's going on, I'm, and get it popping. But I'm I'm gonna yeah. clearly define what am I looking so, for, where am I going, you know, where where am I headed? Right, right. Part I think a big part of what's going on is being in. T- I mean, I mean, big, big, a big, the biggest part or a really big part of understanding your value, understanding your work, understanding your design is understand the context in which you exist. And a lot of us, because we don't understand why we're even here, we 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 go around saying, "Well, my life has the meaning that I give it." Or we're self-defined and nothing matters and whatnot. And people come up with these lives that are, and sometimes they realize it, sometimes they don't, but it's very egocentric, very ego-driven, very me-centered. And these are the same people that they don't prepare and they get caught flat-footed. Like, for example, what's going on right now? You got people still still partying in Miami. Well, all this going on. You got people going for runs. All of a sudden, think they could outrun, you know, the Rona. It, 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 it's it's 
I want to read something here and not just outrunning the Rona. It, it's not really understanding like how the Bible when it says, and I'm going to look it up. Pride comes before the fall. And it says right here, it says um, it's Proverbs, the 16th chapter, the 18th verse. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, and uh, I want to we, we, we have a whole month. We have a whole month where it's called pride. And celebrate pride, celebrate pride, celebrate pride. I'm not just blaming that per se, although I'm putting some blame on that. I'm saying in general, we celebrate uh, all kinds of uh, 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 terrible, terrible things. I mean, we're built, our economy is built off of usury, which is uh, exploitation ex uh, through loans with exorbitant interest. There's a scripture here, Second Timothy, third chapter, verses one through five. It says, this know also that in the last, this is the King James Version, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, lovers of pleasure, I'll read it again, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. I don't know how I can be any more clearer than that. Um, that, that this idea of us living our best lives, quiet as kept, and I hate to say it, again, I see the the value in the statement at is at is at I can see part of that 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 can be uh, interpreted as good, but I also see a big part of that that is essentially a rewording or even a direct wording of what it is that I just read that we ought to turn away because so many of us are lovers of pleasures, lovers of pleasures more than we are lovers of God. I in fact our economy is designed on the fact that we're being sold happiness and pleasure. So anyway, so <clears throat> come on, Eva, come on, Eva, come on with the pushback. Yeah. Come on with the pushback. Cap, cap. No, clap I don't, back, I don't, I don't want this to feel like it's you know Eva against the world here. Um, but I think that it's you know I I think that it's just imperative that we make some of these distinctions because people who have been living what you just described, what in the world are you going are you doing now that the ish is hitting the fan? Like, are you expecting people to pivot and? But the question, but another question can be: What are the people who've decided not to live that way, doing that everything is is going down the way it is? Because what the the folks who want to live their best life are pushing back against is a very restrictive life. They see a big world. They see a lot of different things going on. They see God even putting uh, um, a, a fish that 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 have lights embedded in their skin at the bottom of the ocean. And they're saying, there's no way in the world God did not want me to see that. You know, like people are actually looking at this world and saying, God didn't just, didn't, didn't just make all this amazingness so that we could sit in a box for 40 hours a week. And so my question is, why is it that people aren't asking the box sitters what they're doing in so, a time like I think, this. But I Why think we are. We are, are those though. 
who are wanting to explore this world. We are. I would ask the, the, the box sitters that exact same question. But I think, again, we need to define the rules of engagement and the rules. My my defining those rules of engagement would be why are those the only two options? I believe that there are some things we're not supposed to see. I believe that God specifically restricts us from things sometimes primarily for our protection because we may not be in a mental or a psychological or a spiritual mindset to even be prepared. Cause I mean, why would, I, go ahead. Eh? Why would God make a horse if I wasn't supposed to eat it? Why would oh God God. make the hiv if I wasn't supposed to catch it? All right. Continue. <laughs> I don't think God made HIV, but anyhow, Mm. But so you know, there there are things that no that, disrespect that, for anybody that has an illness, yeah, that, right. that illness. I, I'm just trying to make a point here through the Socratic mes- method of asking questions. I continue, AJ. I'm sorry. Shout out to the the uh, atheist Socrates. Um, we just you know there there are just some things that I, you know I don't think because something is created, right. I don't think I need to lay my hands on every single thing that was created, right? So I believe that those are not the only two options. I love to travel. I love to experience new things. I love to, you know, be exposed to new situations and new circumstances. But I don't believe that that entails my quote-unquote best life. I believe that new levels of selflessness are part of my best life. Dying to a lot of areas in myself are part of my best life. God exposing the parts of my heart that are extremely selfish and putting me in circumstances where I have to deal with that is part of my best life. See, those are the things that, and I'm not saying you're saying that, but again, that's why we as people of people who are in Christ make these distinctions because I know that people in the popular culture are not saying that when they're when they say living their best life, they're just doing doing whatever. But I believe that there are aspects to my God restricting me, God disciplining me, God not allowing certain things that I believe are also a part of that, quote unquote, best life. You see what I'm so saying? that you're you're reaching the the limits and the parameters of this life experience by denying yourself or by well, serving others. I can I can understand that mindset. Uh, but go ahead, Avery. I, I can give you guys an excellent well, well, example. Me and my son just had a conversation last come night. Come on, you know this and this. I, I think it it really will hammer home the point I'm trying to make. You know, I've, I've shared with on the podcast before. Um, one of the most humbling things that I've had to endure in my adulthood is <clears throat> serving uh, serving my natural father who was not present during my childhood. And so God is having me to be present and essentially serve him. And, and it's been an extremely humbling experience for me. But, you know, it is, it is, you know, bringing forth fruit now that I'm seeing in my relationship with my own son because I'm, I'm able to show him things and I'm able to tell him things and he's being exposed to aspects of God humbling me. And so he's able to get these things at, the, at you know, the ages of 11 and 12 where I'm getting them at 40 and 41. And so I would consider this experience that I'm going through part of my best life because I would not be privy to this level of humility had God not allowed me to go through this and had to endure this situation, right? So that's what I'm saying. And this, I would put that on the same sphere, so to speak, of experience new parts of quote unquote creation and doing all these other things. So 
Yes, yes. The the uh, epistle, which means uh, extended letter. We're getting Bible. Broad letter. We're getting Bible. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a letter is written. You're not pronouncing to, the T in that word as is the custom of some. <laughs> the the uh, a letter is some is a uh, she means a epistle. She means epistle, y'all. By the way. Epistle, right? <laughs> a letter, <laughs> a letter is uh, a document written to an, addressed to an individual, whereas an epistle is a letter uh, or a document uh, written to a group of people. So, the epistle uh, to the Galatians, the fifth chapter, twenty second through the twenty first, I mean twenty third verse says, "But the fruit of the spirit is," and you can read what the "but" is talking about beforehand, it's talking about works of the flesh. Uh, it, it, it says, uh, those who work, the, who work the flesh shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. What does no law mean? That means freedom, freedom, freedom. Those who practice these things or those who bear this fruit experience freedom. And herein we found the bottom of the question. And I appreciate you bringing that up. When mm. somebody says, I want to live my best life, that verse seems like it's answered the question. You yes. are free to love and free to have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. In yes. fact, you'll spend each decade of your life. And in fact, our lives are probably not long enough to experience the full freedom of those nine parts of that fruit. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that I think that 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 really sums up a lot of what you know we we as God's people um, need to I think need to consistently articulate you know when when we say these things because God will have us to do these things, but with temperance. You know, we can temper ourselves. To say, you know what, maybe I'm not going to take this trip. I'm going to do this other thing. You know, our, our lives are in times and seasons. And so that's why I was saying about the, the two options, because there may be a season. I may have to be in a box, right? But that's part of my best life, because the next season that God's going to take me to may be a, a season where I'm all over the place. And I wish I had the box. Like, I do, yeah. a, you know, I do a lot of regional travel for my job now. I could be in Maryland, I could be in Virginia, I could be, you know, two hours away from my house sometimes. I do a lot of uh -huh. regional travel. There are days I'm like, man, I wish I was in a box. I get tired of driving. I'm like, yo, I wish I could just sit down for a second and just be in one location. So I think that, you know, recognizing the seasons that God would have us in also is part of that, you know, quote unquote best life because I realized, okay, there was a season, like you said, Eva, I was sick of the box. I'm like, yo. This is driving me insane. There has to be more to existence than sitting in this box. But now that I'm in a position where I do a lot of traveling, I'm like, man, whew, I, could, I would love to just be able to woosah for a minute, you know. But in all of that, I'm able to enjoy, you know, the the fact that, all right, well, God got me here. So what's going on here? You know, and I think that's how we can differentiate, you know. You know, we can differentiate what we do apart from the culture. I think God calls us to do that a lot. You know, I can think of in um, the Old Testament where the, the angels come and get Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
they say, you know, finally after all the, you know, back and forth, they say, all right, up ye out. I, I love that King James version right there. It says, up ye out. Like at that point, he's like, all right, it's over. The discussions are over. It's time to bounce, right? This Joan is going down. Your particular destiny is different than the rest of the people in this town. And I think of the other passage of scripture where it says, come out from among them. You know, there, there are just lines of demarcation, I think, a lot of times that God will have for us to make, you know, when it pertains to the way in which we're going to move and kind of move around and the the way in which, you know, secular society just moves. You know, we are in the world, but not of the world. And so we may see things, appreciate things, you know, really can indulge in, in some things, but there are going to be times where God can be like, all right, you need to go ahead and get that drink to Heisman and shift on over here. Yes. Um, in, yes. We live in a, we live in a, the, a society, again, that's undergirded with people seeking pleasure. Uh, it has been referred to as uh, every individual is a happiness factory. It was a, um, it was a, a label that a particular uh, public relations um, individual had given human beings or consumers, which I don't like that term either, but quiet is kept. A lot of us consume. That's how we're viewed as we're viewed as, as mouths, uh, to be, uh, eternally fed in exchange for, uh, uh, dollars or, or wealth or, or whatever. But anyway, um, we, we have to, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. I was going to say something here. Ah, yes. True freedom. I was going to say <laughs> true freedom. Dude. True freedom is the ability. Preach, to... brother Malcolm. Preach. <laughs> well, let me grab my koofy. Let me grab my koofy. True freedom is the ability um, to do without or to refrain or to practice self-control. I'll give you an example. Uh, there is uh, a musician. Name the musician and they celebrate freedom and liberty and blah 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 music is all about expressing yourself and just doing as you want to do so this is one musician came out with a video now i'm to the point when it comes to a lot of pop music i don't even listen to it i might watch the video because i'm a uh background in like uh design and visual arts and whatnot so i might are you talking about lizzo no i'm not oh gosh no (laughs) not at all anyway so, you definitely lost your train of thought now. You're like, man, I'm, I want to. Oh, no, I can pretty much disregard that and keep moving forward. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, um, there's a video that I had that, that, that I was like, you know, let me just hit this. Let me see what the visuals are for this person. You know, attractive uh, 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 woman. As soon as I, and this was like last night, 12, 1 o'clock, whatever it was, nobody was around. Video came on. Now this is on YouTube. I'm not on, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Dot X X X, whatever. I'm on YouTube. I hit the video. John starts playing. Of course, I have the volume turned down. Immediately, this woman has on something, and you can see completely through it, basically. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's enough. I'm not gonna watch this video now. I have a quote unquote air quotes freedom to live my best life and I'm not tied down to anybody or I'm a man and I could just be attracted and let me just go ahead and just, you know, look over and salivate and 
but I chose not to. I chose to uh, throw the Heisman against that. I chose to practice self-control. And that right there, although I ignored a temporary desire to want to satisfy myself on some level in the immediate, um, I chose not to. And by choosing not to, that is participating in long-suffering. That is participating in love. That is participating in temperance. Um, uh, a variety of a variety of different uh, portions of the fruit of the spirit I can experience then. And um, sometimes it may not necessarily feel good at that point, but it's, that's not the point of it feeling good on the immediate. We always want to take the stairs and not the elevator, because that is only really when um, we can be able to see straight. We can be able to uh, make the proper decisions, so that um, so that essentially <laughs> all the goodness, all the good things, can uh, begin to rise to the top, and all of the things that are wicked can um, can be burnt away. So. Um, and so, you have peace, which are, which is also a portion of peace. the fruit. And you exercise patience. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. maybe that's why people have been declaring, and maybe the original language does as well, that this is one fruit. And and maybe those portions are the things that can form the parameters that, uh, you know, that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that we've transcended those parameters when we have failed to, you know, honor uh, those fruit. Absolutely. Absolutely. No it's very much an internal thing, way more than it is an external thing. The internal will have us to do some, make some external decisions, but it all starts on the internal. No doubt. So, yeah. So, yeah. Living our best lives. It may not be what you think it always is, ladies and gentlemen. It may be God restricting you from stuff. It may be pulling back. It may be going out there and traveling, doing other things. But I think. You know, for those of us who are in Christ, you understand we have the freedom to do things and the freedom to restrain ourselves from doing things. I don't have to do everything that everybody else is doing because I'm free, not because I'm not free. Right. When you're you know, when you're in a certain tax bracket, right, you have to live like the Joneses. Well, then that means you're not free. Right. I'm free. I am free. And so, you know, for, for those of us who are quarantined, you may be quarantined, but you're free. Remember all Absolutely. those all those epistles that Paul wrote, he was in prison when those things were being written. So he's talking about freedom. He's talking about all of these existential concepts. Meanwhile, he's in a prison cell. And I think we need to understand that my freedom is has very little to do with my physical location. All right. So we Absolutely. I'm 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 trying to take us on. I'm, you see you see me land in the plane. Oh bro. my bad, my bad. I sound like, you sound like he's getting ready to take off. Joint. I was getting ready to say he's getting ready to take off, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say since we're here, I was gonna say Avery that. has an appendix <laughs> or an addendum. Right. P.S. P.S. Courtesy. I always, you know, I always love the statement: you can you can lock up the body, but you can never ever ever lock up the mind. You know, and you, you can have a freed body, but a locked mind, and it doesn't matter if you're free physically. No doubt. I would agree with that.
You know what? That's all right because we're not gonna land the plane just yet because I, I have to get this off my chest. I, I haven't done oh, it this week in dang, the news. I was getting ready. To, I know. To, okay. But when dang. you well, when you took us back up on takeoff, I was like, you know what? There was something. Hey, this I, plane. This plane might have the Rona, bro. Yeah, you want to land it quick? Yeah, I know. All this recycled air on this plane. Um, there was something that really just grinded my gears. And so we haven't done a This Week in the News in, in, in a couple weeks. This one, it ain't the Saints. So Saints, don't worry. I'm not coming for you this week. You talking about the Aints? Yeah. Well, I don't know who they are. This this joint, this joint is... I was... So a couple days ago, um, literally less than two days ago, um, my wife was telling me about the... Um, Netflix, new Netflix special, The Life of Madam C.J. Walker. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, man. I really have to see that. I just oh, heard that. Octavia Spencer jump. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking Octavia can get down. I want to watch this, you know, because she gets busy. I'm like, you know, she's, she's one of the black actresses that doesn't really play to a lot of stereotypes. She will, she, she can kind of become the role. I've, I've liked okay. some of the, I've, I've liked some of the work that she, or say at least Except some of her recent. She wanna, elect, Except for what she want to ask her for, which was the help where she played a maid. Well, that's anyway, what I mean. But she can really get into the role. She, I mean, she oh, plays each role very different. Now, some people are the same character yeah. in every movie. Like She's Brad not that. Pitt. Brad Pitt is the same character <laughs> in every movie. <laughs> yeah, so, Octavia Spencer's facial expressions will act. She doesn't even have to say anything. And so, for those of you who don't know, it's it's on Netflix. You can go do your own research and look it up. Um, and I was actually surprised. LeBron James is one of the executive producers, so you know, Bron Bron trying to get out there. But anyway, I digress. So we we watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, bet, okay. We get into episode two because it's, it's it's a very short, something like four or five episodes. Second episode comes on the joint. Your girl Tiffany Haddish is in it. I'm like, because I'm, I'm I don't really, I don't really be feeling Tiffany Haddish, but I'm like, you know yeah. what? She might be trying to change her persona, so let me give her a chance. I guess that this was this might have been towards the tail end of the first episode, but whatever, because I kind of tuned it out. Oh, it's a series. Yeah, it's like, a it's, dr- it's like a little mini series. Yeah, Haddish is in a dramatic role as opposed to a comedic She's role. She's in a dramatic role, but I'm about because to tell. A lot of comi- a lot of comedians do better with drama than with comedy. I don't know if she's. Yeah, some it. some can make that transition like Jamie Foxx did. He you know he was the one that made a transition. But anyway, see the hero there. So she plays C.J. Walker's daughter. And of course they had to try to slip the LGBT in that joint. Can you believe oh can gosh. you believe that joint? I was done. Netflix, I don't know if you could sponsor me. No normally I would say y'all could sponsor me anytime. That Le- LeBron, I would say you could sponsor me anytime, but I just don't know. I just don't know. I was like, we fall for the okie doke every time. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you now I don't even know much about CJ Walker's daughter. Her name is Alelia or Alia. I had to look it up. <laughs> it's like A E L I A, however you pronounce that. So I, I take I it she like, didn't ha- Alia didn't have any offspring. Bruh. And she was married at the time. She's married at the time. But all I got to say is bruh. Bruh. I need that John What's Wall up, meme. You know that John Wall meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like looking up in the air. Man, I seen that joint. I tuned it out. My wife, she continued to watch it. I said, man, I can't even watch this joint because it's like clockwork. It's like clock. I mean, it's like you can almost time your watch to the joint. 
black folks doing something, we gonna get in there and watch. We gonna get in there. Right, right, hit right. It. Was it, now was it ex- it was uh, executive produced by Dwayne Wade? Who'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Wade was it? <laughs> so oh anyway, no, you said LeBron. Yeah, okay, it, it was it, it was LBJ. Banana boat brother. Yeah, him, okay. him, him and the banana boat crew. So yeah, I know. If you wanted to watch it, even passed out. She like <laughs> Eva, I could only get one episode in. I said, you know what? I'm good. The the second episode started, I was like, nah, I'm good. I can't. I can't Well, I think the pushback will be, you know, as black people, you know, we're always setting trends and one trend that we're we're setting is that when it comes to um, these sort of uh, biopics, we want to show the fullness of who a person was and, and all the peripheral characters. So, you know, if, if her daughter uh, was, um, you know, a person who uh, practiced sexual fluidity, why, why ignore that whole part? Of her, of her reality. That was very politically correct of you. I appreciate that, but I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not PC in my joint, because you know what this and see we was trying to land you the plane. You missed out on the rest of the series. I this missed is a out. Great that, series that, about that, Madam C.J. Walker, one of out. our queens in in uh, Black American history, and you Girl, missed you know, out. You know, because I missed of that. out. You and don't the joint and about no Madam C.J. Walker. Anyway, I don't, I don't see you with the creamy crack. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I actually do care about Madam CJ. I do admire the work that she's been able to I, do. That's why I of, wanted to I, watch the joint. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, you know, you, you've you heard and you've read. I'm like, yo, yeah, she she was grizzly with hers back in the day. I'm like, all right, I actually wanted to look at this joint. But I'm like, the joint burns me up only because when you think about this LGBT movement, when when you really boil it down, if you take black faces off of what they're trying to do, all it really is is more white people looking for more benefits. That's yeah. all it really is when you boil it down. So we have to put colored faces on what we're doing. That particular interaction had nothing to do with C.J. Walker. That was her daughter. The whole series was about how she built her hair product empire. It was showing how she became the the first female millionaire in the United States. I'm like, dope. Why does that have to be kind of, and you could see they kind of ham-handedly forced it in to the show. It had nothing to do with what was going on. It was like, yo, we just going to force this joint in here. Just because so you think it, it, it was pretty well well done, but then it, it seemed awkward the way that that exactly was it, it, it was unnecessary. Okay. It was just it 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 did not add anything to the story. You see what I'm saying? It was just kind of like no, you got to see it in there, and it's like this doesn't really help to illuminate what we're talking yeah. about. But anyway, so unnatural. So Saints, y'all are off the hook this week. <laughs> LeBron and Matt and uh. The crew from the Madam C.J. Walker little mini series biopic, they got to get it together. They got to get it together. So, Netflix, maybe next time you can sponsor me, but not this week. This week you can't sponsor me. LeBron and Netflix can't sponsor me this week. That's right. Don't sell out, AJ. Put your foot down. I'm gonna hold it out for at least one more week. One more week. That's right. Maybe next week, but not this week. Anyway. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so, you know, whether or not we're talking about that Rona or we're talking about living our best lives or ham-handedly forcing particular narratives into, you know, historical biopics, 
you know we're going to keep God in the mix. So, for Eve and A Swish, this is your boy AJ saying peace. Peace, y'all. All right, now. Sons of God.